Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby Tysest. Hello, hello. We've been away for a couple of weeks, so we'll be bringing you all the biggest results from the last fortnight and looking ahead to some of the fixtures coming up in the next week or so. Uh, but before that, guys, how have we been? Tom, are you feeling better after being a bit under the weather for the last few weeks? Yeah, get in there. Slowly, slowly, but surely get in there. Um... Yeah, tonsillitis, chest infection, you name it, I've had it. Oh, sounds rough. <laughs> Nobody else seemed to want it, so no. I, t- I took one for, for the team and, and got on with it. No complaining. No complaining. Still in, still in the game, glad mm. to hear it. Yeah, that face suggests there was a slight bit of complaining there. But, um, <laughs> Abby, how are you feeling at the moment? How are you doing? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. All good, all good. I went to go watch some very wet, very windy Tuesday night football last night. So, yeah, I'm excited Ooh. for round two this evening. <laughs> round two, yes. Yeah, we're off to see uh, Arsenal versus Reading in the Women's Super League tonight. So, uh, yeah, very excited about that. And Reading will be there as well. But, uh, oh. yeah, we'll uh, we'll <laughs> crack on with the uh, pod for the, the last two weeks. So, uh, normally we review some of the biggest uh, fixtures and events and what's been happening as we've been away for two weeks we thought we'd sort of look over teams that have done well in that fortnight period and I think we'll start with Maidenhead United um, always seem to be one of those sides that uh, do well against some of the, uh, the teams higher up in the division but perhaps not as well against the teams lower down in the division uh, that's sort of changed this week. They've got uh, they played four games since we last uh, broadcast or last uh, recorded a pod uh, seven points out of there. One uh, victory against Boreham Wood, which was very, very impressive indeed. Boreham Wood on a fantastic run, very much in the uh, automatic promotion shake-up. Uh, followed by a draw with Yeovil. I was at their game. A little bit of a, uh, <laughs> uh, a draw was a fair result, sort of petered out towards the end. So, uh, yeah, 1-1 probably about the, about right. Uh, they back uh, up with a 4-1 win away at Kings Lynn. So one of the teams in the relegation uh, picture. And then I, I uh, felt like that was one they were inevitably going to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but they postponed that for a 3-0 uh, uh, defeat last night against Dagenham. So not ideal to finish with, but seven points from those games, moving them into mid-table a little bit. Uh, how do you see Maidenhead going at the moment, Tom? Um, I mean, I, I wrote something earlier in the week and I just thought, like, I, I think it was, it was in December uh, and they were losing 3-0 at, at Barnet. And I can't imagine that any Maidenhead fan would would um, have even dreamed that they would have been 14th prior to last night's defeat. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I, think, I think a relegation battle was an inevitability. Um, they're obviously still not out of the woods yet. Um, uh, a point last night would have been 
would have been useful. Um, but when you look at it, it, it all told, when you look at it, um, the run after that Barnet defeat that they had, playing against Wrexham, um, Chesterfield, uh, who else did they play? As you say, Boreham Wood, Chesterfield, Halifax, Stockport. I know they lost to Stockport, but you know that that run, you know, you would you would not necessarily have expected them to come out with many points. To so to have come out with a bunch of points and have been 14th prior to last night, I think I think you've got to be happy with that. And ultimately, they're a they're a semi-professional club in a in what is effectively a Premier, uh, sorry, a professional division, and um, they're gonna they're gonna come unstuck occasionally. Which, which obviously I think they did on uh, on on Tuesday night. Yeah, unstuck against a, a, a decent Dagenham side. We can't, you know, take anything away from them. I don't think made them play particularly well in in that game. But I mean, uh, getting picking up points against teams who were uh, lower down the league, something they struggled to do. I think is a very, like you said, a few Maiden fans thought that might be the one that was uh, going to be the one where they came unstuck when they played Kings Lynn on Saturday. But they turned out, uh, they went 1-0 down, but actually ended up recording their uh, biggest uh, away win of the season, a 4-1 victory um, against, yeah, a side that now looks uh, deep in the relegation uh, dogfight. Um, Abby, you see they did play much this season and uh, you offer us some insight into how they're... Uh, uh, why they've uh, done so well in the last few weeks? Uh, no, I actually have not seen them play since pre-season when I watched them play running under 23s. So I cannot give you any insight <laughs> into why they're playing so well right now. <laughs> uh, on that one, no. Um, I don't know, maybe there's just a bit of positivity in the team right now, seeing as they're on a good run and they're just making the most of that. Yeah, just... yeah. I think... Uh... When Neil's been on, he's uh, he suggested that the, a few players have come back in. The new goalkeeper they've got, uh, and uh, Will de Havillard, who's was uh, summer signing but has been injured, uh, he's come back into the centre of defence. And yeah, when I saw them on well, last Tuesday against Yeovil, they did look pretty solid. Um, I mean, I think Yeovil probably had the better of the first half, made them the better of the second half, but overall the game kind of was quite even and kind of petered out towards the end. It probably wasn't their um, uh, their sort of best performance of the uh, season, but very much, uh, you know, very much deserving of a point. I don't think anyone could have argued that. And uh, uh, yeah, they're just getting players back at the right time. And I think, you know, just looking at the fixtures and what they've got coming up, I think they're going to be absolutely fine this season and probably looking at uh, around a mid-table finish, which... I think most Maidenhead fans at the beginning of the season were a bit in your hand off for. I think on that point of fans as well, I think that's probably having a difference as well, isn't it? Because obviously we've had two-ish years of fans in, fans not in, fans in, and the fact that now they're kind of consistently uh, uh, getting lots of fans and lots of young fans as well, it seems to be. Um, anytime I see any posts from Grace regarding fans, it just looks like a really exciting atmosphere to be at really at York Road. So that's probably mm-hmm. having a difference as well, I imagine. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, probably slightly too far off the, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're eighteen points off the playoffs, so I don't think there's going to be uh, a late season search <laughs> for promotion. But they are now uh, currently uh, twelve points clear of relegation as well. So, I mean, hopefully, and I mean this uh, very uh, with a lot of affection that mid table beckons, and I don't think that um, that's that would be disappointing for a club in uh, like Magnet in that division. 
Tom, you've been fangirling over the chairman's flag this week as well. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. You've got to have the, the Berkshire flag. I don't think enough people know about the Berkshire flag. And I've been, um, I, I, you know, we have a flag. We we probably should display it a bit more prominently somewhere. Um, it was great that the Berkshire flag was out in force in uh, Norfolk at the weekend. Excellent flag as well. It is. It is much better. Yeah, it's a cool one. flag, isn't it? It's got a cool yeah. story as well. It's something to do with um, the Battle of Agincourt, I think, isn't it? Oh, I feel like oh, that tutorial piece yeah. coming on, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's what it's to do with. And I think it's supposed to be to do with, well, it's got a stag on it, hasn't it? So I think it's something about, oh, do you know what? I'm making it up now. It's definitely something to do with the Battle of Agincourt. Well, for more insight on this, keep uh, your eyes peeled on football in Berkshire over the next couple of weeks with Abby's uh, insight into the Berkshire flag. Uh, will be written up in full, I'm sure. Very good. Okay, so um, another team that's done pretty well over the last couple of weeks uh, is Ascot. Um, Ascot started the year um, sort of just in the top half of the table, sort of had a, a, a bit of a stop-start first half of the season. But basically, since the turn of the year, they've been on a fantastic run. And you guys were telling me before the start of the recording, there are nine wins on the bounce. In the last couple of weeks, they've uh, won two league games pretty comfortably um, against Burnham and Hollyport. And they've also knocked Didcot Town out of the uh, Barks and Bucks Cup, uh, which was a fantastic result, seeing uh, Ascot through to the semi-finals. Didcot Town, of course, uh, a step four club. So uh, uh, the level above ascot who are at step five um looking very good they're actually in third place now just off second place on points difference and uh second place is of course uh in, in line for promotion from step five this year it will be either be an automatic promotion or uh if you're one of the there's eight leagues at uh step i'll get confused now there's 16 <laughs> leagues at step uh step five this year and I believe it's uh, the 10 best um, second place clubs go up automatically. And the last six actually go into a, a playoff with a club from uh, step four division. So second place is where you need to be. Uh, first place is sewed up by Hanworth Villa. They're miles away. Home and hose pretty much all done by the shouting. But there's a lot of clubs involved in that uh, race for second place. And Ascot certainly have the form at the moment. Abby, you saw them last night. How are they looking against Hollyport? um yeah it was a it was a good game it was um well I had a couple of discussions with uh well I spoke to Jamie Tompkins the manager last night he was he was happy with the three points <laughs> it was like <laughs> a win is a win um and then uh chairman Neil he thought it, it was scrappy I, I'm not sure it was scrappy but Hollyport and Ascot are both quick teams there's a lot of pace in both of their sides I think and so I think that meant um possession switched quite a lot so maybe that's what he meant by scrappy but um <clears throat> yeah I think As Ascot just edged it and they, they won 1-0 against Hollyport um with uh, a very tasty strike from uh, Taylor Morgan he um the ball I think it came in from from the right and he just took the slightest of touches and then just smashed it home and it was a really decent goal so um yeah, the Hollyport had a few chances, but no, Ascot just just edged it, I think. So um, yeah, I think they're that's the kind of form they're in currently. So um, that's why they're, they're nine on the bounce. Absolutely. Um, a couple of weeks ago, that we we actually mentioned on the pod that uh, Harry Laughlin, their top scorer, had left for um, Guildford. Perhaps surprisingly, it seemed like he has a, a link with the manager there. So uh, uh, maybe. Uh, 
maybe that had something to do with it, but quite surprising considering Ascot were in such good form and were pushing for promotion. And Guildford, similar level, uh, club at uh, step five as well, but um, are more mid-table this season. Um, how are they filling that hole with... Uh, of Harry Laughlin's absence, caused by Harry Laughlin's absence, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, Taylor Morgan seems to have stepped up. Uh, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. Between him and um, I think it's Keaton August, they they're the next top goal scorers, I guess. Not not quite the stats that Harry Laughlin has, but um, I think maybe they've possibly gone slightly more defensive because of that, because they haven't got quite that attacking threat, but. Um, yeah, like you say, I guess maybe he's gonna gonna step up as a result of that. So yeah, he, he looked he looked good last night, and he had a couple more opportunities as well. So yeah, I think it's one to watch. Mm. Tom, you look like you're pointing. Yeah, to say um, something about... I spoke to spoke to Jamie yesterday, and they've they've brought in Kai Walters and Elliot Carey. Have brought both of those back. Jamie felt that um, those players would more than fill the the significant shoes of um Harry and Johnny Denton who also has gone to Binfield yes. to their to their absolute spine um i think he Jamie said it, it obviously it hurts when you lose players that are as important as they were but it does seem to have brought the group closer together and the what he said what the thing he said absolutely key we've backed it up you know, mm. we we won at the time they'd won two. They've now won three in a row since those two players, those two key players, have left. So you can't really argue with it. No, absolutely no. And they've uh, got the chance, like you said, to break a club record this weekend by yes. going ten in the bounce. Tough game, home to Virginia Water. How do you see that one panning out, Tom? Well, it's it's hard. I, I think in some respects, uh, I speak to Kerry Kerry Jones a little bit uh, at Virginia Water and a little, and and in some respects, it doesn't depend on which Virginia Water turn up. They beat Edgware five one um, about a week ago, um, which is a fantastic result. Um, you you wouldn't necessarily. We've seen a few results like that this season, haven't we? Where where teams have have got teams sort of lower down have gone and thumped a team at the top. Or, mm. or towards the top, and um, yeah, that, that, so I think it depends. I, I, I think Ascot will probably have enough, but it, it does. I, I would never write off Virginia Water. They've they've become one of those sides where we, at the start of every season, where we've we've been covering them, we've sort of gone, oh, I don't know how it's going to go for them. I don't know how it's going to go for them, and and they seem to um, pull it together every every mm. season, and 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 I, and I imagine that's down to to Kerry and his his management team that, that pull that that pull that together. But yeah. Um, it's a tough game. It's a for, for yeah. I'm not sure it's the game I would want for my my club record breaking potential win. I, I think the only worst game might be Hamworth Villa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think there are many. Uh, no one's taken a, a, a victory off Hamworth Villa this season. So uh, yeah, they're uh, still unbeaten after 26 games. Um, In just just look at just I know we don't talk about Virginia Water very often, but I thought maybe we maybe we could just for a sec, um, just that sort of uh, lack of, but maybe uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, consistency. Five uh, one against Edgware. They lost three one to Chertsey in the Southern Combination Cup. They lost two nil to Reading City in the league. Then they beat Hounslow five nil in the league. Lost to Tadley. So it, it's it's it flips and flops. It, it really like they have they've. 
basically, if you play Virginia Water, there's going to be goals one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, it goes right for them. It really I, goes yeah, right I, if, if, they, if they're firing, they're going to score. And if they're not, they're going to they're going to concede. And, you know, as I say, if you know, I mean, that with no, no disrespect to the team, you can, you can just pick that out from the results. So mm, Absolutely. I saw them earlier in the season take a very impressive 1-0 away victory at Abbey Rangers. Mm. Abbey, obviously, right at the top of the... Uh, one of those teams in the mix with Ascot going for promotion at the moment and uh, was very impressed with Virginia Ward to that side. They had to do a lot of defending. Um, Abbey, like I say, a very strong side, but held firm and uh, came away with all three points. And yeah, fair play to them. They, uh, they've certainly got a bit about them, should we say? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Abby, are there any teams on the women's side uh, in Berkshire that have had a decent fortnight, should we say? Yeah, well, pretty much mirroring the conversations we've just had about the men's team. So Maidenhead women are doing all right for themselves. As I uh, mentioned before, they drew nil-nil with Bournemouth, which is a fantastic result. Um, <clears throat> Bournemouth, I, I, again, I think they're a team who haven't been beaten all season. Um, so to, to go to Bournemouth and actually, no, I think Bournemouth came to Maidenhead, actually. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, nil-nil is a very, very respectable score against them. They, they're they're slowly but surely climbing up the table as well. They're, they're mid-table right now as well, which is, I think, probably the ambitions for Ryan um, in his first season managing them. So, yeah, they're doing very nicely indeed um, as a club. So, yeah, they've brought in a few new players as well. So I think they're probably having an impact as well. So um, they've just signed a Woodley player as well, um, whose name has gone out of my brain <laughs> um I can't remember but yeah so that's a bit of a step up for her she's gone from southern region prem up to the up to maidenhead so that's exciting and equally as well Ascot the women's section just as a whole is having a fantastic time right now um <clears throat> the in fact I think they're the first team are also third so I don't know maybe they should start a little competition to see who can uh climb the table at that point um yeah, the women are doing the first team women are doing really well, some really nice results recently. Um obviously the stars of the show right now are the reserve side. Um <clears throat> still remaining unbeaten, 15 this season. They've got a ridiculous goal difference of I don't know, it's like something like 76 or something like that. Um and most recently they were in the Thames Valley League Cup and they won 3-2. I think they came from 2-0 behind as well, which is even more impressive. Um, but yeah, they beat Long Crendon Ladies 3-2. And um, so Ascot play in Division 3 East um, of the Thames Valley and Long Crendon are currently sitting second in Division two, um, Division 1. Sorry, So that's a huge result for them. And I think that probably is an indication of their ambitions for the next coming seasons as well. Um, because obviously it's all well and good winning your division in, at, at, at um, a level of three, but when you step up to division two and division one, obviously that intensifies the um, the level that you're playing at. So I think that's probably a good indication for them of what their their next season's going to be like. Definitely. So um, yeah, they're, they're having a phenomenal season. Uh, talking about teams who are um, who win at uh, step three or step three of the Thames Valley Premier League, how are you guys uh, feeling after a victory in the in your division with S4K Ladies? Um, why don't you yes. talk us through it, Abby? <clears throat> uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, S4K won, yeah, won their Division 3 South title at the weekend. Uh, a big congratulations to them, of course. Um, they've only got, a, they've still got a game to play as well. So, um, fair play to them for that. Yeah, they've had a really good season. Um, 
they had a bit of a, I think a bit of a rude awakening first game of the season when they played Caversham and, and got thrashed 4-1 is I think probably the word for it because Caversham had a difficult season last year. Um, do you know what? I'm just, I'm actually, I'm just going to say they, they ended up being the, the worst team in the entire league, not just the division, the, the league. They were, they didn't win a single game and they, yeah, they struggled for goals last season. And then I think they made some good signings in the summer and um, yeah, Fump Decibel Cave 4-1. Um, it was a hard game I played in that game as well. It was it was tricky. They've made, made some decent signings, but I think that was maybe the awakening they needed to be like, nope, we're going to win the division this season. So we've got to step ourselves up. And yeah, they've been pretty unstoppable since. Um, there was a slight blip where they played Goring and Goring beat them 6-0. And then actually they replied pretty quickly two weeks later with their game at the weekend, which, won, which sealed them the... Uh, the title um, as they drew one all. So yeah, it's been a a very exciting, very busy season for them, I think. And um, they were in the title race with Mortimer last season as well. So I think they'll be very happy to have um, done it again and made it an exciting uh, season for the whole of the division, in fact, actually. So um, yes, congratulations to them. Congratulations indeed. Does this mean they'll be promoted or is that still up in the air at the moment? Uh, I believe they'll be promoted. Yeah, I'm assuming they'll go to Division 2. It's it's a little bit confusing, the um, the rules on that and stuff, because obviously we have Division 1, Division 2, and then it splits into four regional divisions. So as far as I'm aware, there should be some kind of playoffs somewhere, but I don't actually know if that will happen. I'm not entirely sure the logistics of that so that's um maybe one i need to have a look into possibly (laughs) but yeah Yeah, i'm sure there's normally meant to it's been obviously a little bit um precarious in the last couple of seasons where we've had covid and things like that and so um yeah i'm not sure about that i'm pretty certain there is meant to be playoffs but i don't know right now i'll be honest absolutely every time i see the women's divisions in uh, Berkshire there seems to be more teams being added so there seems to be restructures every couple of years so uh, you know I I tend to lose track of exactly what the promotion and relegation picture is so perhaps that's uh, a second article you should be uh, (laughs) having in the pipeline going forward yeah absolutely absolutely yeah I think we're to Thames Valley itself is probably approaching nearly 100 teams now so um, I think it's maybe got 94 95 teams at the moment so yeah, it's uh, the growth is definitely there. Absolutely. Very good. Okay, well, um, that sort of kind of wraps us up for the last couple of weeks. Uh, very brief look at some of the teams that are done uh, done well and are, are looking good. Um, going forward and looking at the weekend's fixtures, I'm going to hand over to you, Tom, to pick out. You've already picked out one, the Ascot um, Virginia Water game that is coming up on Saturday. Are there any other fixtures across Berkshire that take your fancy that you'd, you'd sort of recommend to our uh, uh, our listeners? I've just been getting thoroughly confused by the um, FA Full Time website because it would appear Southall have a load of games all in uh, all in all in one go. But I, so I think that there appears to be a glitch on the website. I think um, <laughs> unlike them. They are South Hall apparently playing Reading City on the 8th of March, CB Hounslow on the 2nd of March, and um, Windsor on the 5th of March. So it's all I a bit. I think uh, that 8th of March is actually says 2021 on there, which is why oh, so it does. The first, so, <laughs> so yeah. it does. There we go. I knew, so. you'd, uh, I knew you'd get to the bottom of that for me, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> um, I suspect Windsor South Hall will be a, a decent fixture. Um, let me also just. Uh, 
I was going to just have a quick look at the um, Isthmian League, the mm. league that I can never quite pronounce correctly. Like you've got a big lisp. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's not not particularly helpful. Um, I I suspect actually that um, uh, we we haven't had our, our weekly when are Bratton going to win the league um, mm. chat yet. But um, Bratton Northwood that that could be interesting. Um, I've seen Northwood. Um, they were they were decent and uh, they they may cause Bratton a few problems. I don't not enough. I, I wouldn't expect. Um, but yeah, Bracknell Northwood might be a might be a good one to um, pay attention to, um, and and I suspect that Thatcham will pick up um, a much needed three points away at Staines Town as well. Um, Staines Town were beaten by Binfield last night four nil. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple of interesting games there to look for, like you say with that mm. Northwood game and Bracknell. Um, Josh Helmore uh, of of Binfield went yes. to Northwood a few weeks ago, and he's having a fantastic time up there. I think he, there's only. I think I'm right in saying there's only been one game since he's gone there that he's played in that he hasn't scored in. So oh, right. okay. he's, uh, he's flying in that in uh, play for Northwood and it's coincided with them sort of picking up points and moving up the league. They were, when he went there, um, sort of very much in the uh, relegation dogfight picture. Yes. And now they're looking uh, pretty much uh, one of the best of the rest. Them and Binfield together are sort of looking uh, uh, about the best of the teams that are sort of outside the... Um, uh, playoff picture, so uh, yeah, they, he's doing very well there, and good to see a, a, a former Berkshire clubman uh, doing applying his trade well abroad, uh, or abroad, or in a different uh, different county. Uh, but yes, and uh, Thatcham much needed win there. I saw them at the weekend actually against Guernsey. They were all right, but they just didn't. They seemed to be a team lacking in confidence. They had a lot of possession, a lot of um, territory. And even played some nice football going forward, but when it came to the goal, when it came to goal uh, around the goal area, they just seemed to be lacking in confidence, reluctant to take a shot, reluctant to uh, you know really sort of uh, take that final, make that final last pass or whatever. And Guernsey, um, probably I've seen them play a couple of times this season as it happens, and they didn't have their best performance, but they just looked very professional, very solid in front of goal, and uh, picked up a. a goals uh, uh, per- uh, periodically through the game and ended up with a 3-0 victory that you, you can't begrudge them really um, we saw heard in that game that uh, Thatcher missed their ninth penalty in a row oh. according to someone I heard oh, wow. speaking to the bar afterwards so a pretty uh, worrying stat for them that's, uh, a spe- that's special Wow! Yeah, they've uh, apparently had twelve penalties this season and only scored two, and one of those was a rebound rather than going in first, first time. So, yeah. That's the best kind of goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but the guy who was telling me said they, you know, in the trophy earlier in the season they had two fixtures where they both went to penalties and they won the first one six five and lost the second one seven six. So you know, <laughs> these guys have scored penalties this season but are not uh, struggling to do so this um, so far in in the league. <laughs> I think you're right. That would be uh, one to watch, and hopefully Thatcham could get some a much needed three points and just start edging away from that relegation picture. Uh, Abby, on the women's side, is there anything, any fixtures you'd like to highlight for uh, the women's game? Uh, fixtures or results? Of what we, which one we're talking? Fixtures. Looking fixtures forward to uh, um, this weekend. Yes. Um... So this weekend, no cups for me to confuse my kind of brain with. <laughs> um, but um, 
Maidenhead are actually travelling to Bournemouth. So um, a quick turnaround there between their nil-nil. So they'll be keen to, well, I don't know, go for another point shared or even maybe snatch a, snatch the three points from them. So that should be um, interesting. Um, in terms of the Thames Valley, um, or rather Southern Region, actually, um, Ascot will be playing Eastleigh, and I'm 90% sure Eastleigh are on their, on their tails in, uh, in in Southern Region, in the Premier Division. So that could be a, a, an exciting exciting game. Um, <clears throat> all the usual Berkshire chaos in Division 3 South, of course. Um, S4 can actually have a weekend off, so they'll be glad of that because there's a few teams who, well, obviously they've won the title, but there's a few teams who uh, need to catch up. Taplow, namely, actually. Um I think it will be a little bit of a end of season race between Taplow and Goring actually for second place. So um, yeah, that there definitely wants to keep an eye on um, <clears throat> Thatcham play Taplow. So um, that should be interesting. That is actually incidentally S4K's last game as well, Thatcham. Um, Division three East is where it's at though, because Ascot will host Ricelip Rangers ladies and, uh, Ricelip are currently second in the division. So, um, again, I think it's very unlikely, but um, they could be the undoing of Ascot if possible. Um, but given their form, I think it's fairly unlikely that will happen. But no, that should be an exciting game nonetheless. Um, and then in the development division, uh, Shinfield are playing Raysbury. Um, so that's a little Berkshire derby there as well. Shinfield are currently top of the table as well and um, they're in a one-two with uh Fatcham as well so um I'm not quite I think that one that division will go to the end of the season to figure out who is the winner there because I think I attempted to work it out the other day uh maths isn't always my strong point so but I tried to figure out the sort of logistics of um who will win that division and then I sort of just gave up because I couldn't figure it out but yeah I think it probably will be Shinfield but it's possible that it could be Thatcham they are another team who have been uh catamousing each other all season for first and second so yeah very and good. also, um, just our, our weekend plans as well. Rob, we're just spending so much time together this week. It's so exciting. Yeah. We are off to Plough Lane, which I'm very excited about. Because that's we not a euphemism, go... just for anyone that's uh, <laughs> listening. Oh, Rob, you didn't have to say that. I didn't even think that before you mentioned that. We're going to Wimbledon's ground, okay? Thank you. <laughs> we're going to watch Chelsea versus Man City in the Conti Cup final. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'm excited by that one. Seeing um, uh, a couple of uh, uh, players who I haven't seen play for a little while. So uh, Frank Kirby in particular. Hopefully she's, I haven't actually checked to see if she's uh, fit and available, but I'm yeah, hoping so. Very good. Some, something happens in training this week. No, she's so, yeah, good. We've got um, well. seeing Arsenal, Man City and Chelsea in in this week and uh, yeah, looking forward to all of them. And Reading will be there too. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I, Abby, are you chatting to Kelly Chambers this week? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Oh, this is a shame. I was going to say, I hope she watches this and then absolutely crucifies Rob in the press conference. I yeah. might mention it to her next time I speak. I to think her, you I should. Think. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I love Reading, gorgeous. actually. Backtracking that, but yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> about tonight going to see Reading. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, <clears throat> always like to do it to see the look on Abby's face. So, thank you. Yes. Everyone That's else can picture. see my face as well. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, any other business, guys, before we want to get out of here? 
Can I just flag the really exciting semi-final draw for the Men's County Senior Cup coming Go up? For goal. Um, you mentioned Ascot earlier. Ascot United are obviously in it. Um, I believe the draw is Thursday at 1pm, but the possible connotations currently are Ascot uh, versus... And I think if they get one of the pro sides, they're automatically at home. So it could be Ascot at home to Wickham Wanderers or MK Dons who beat Beaconsfield Town 2-1 last night. Uh, and the Chesham United v Reading FC game has been postponed. I think that was due to be tonight, but that's been postponed. So we'll find out about that one. So all three uh, pro Barks and Bucks clubs are still in the competition, plus Ascot and who else? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 semi-finals. So it could be a really, really exciting, uh, really exciting. Year. I know Jamie wants Wickham because of the crowd they took to Long Crendon. Um, like you know, thousand plus at, at the at the race course would be great. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed for them. Incredible, yeah, that would be a fantastic event if uh, um, if it's come to fruition. And yeah, certainly one to look out for on Thursday. The right. other thing I've just tried to do is I've tried to work out how many more points Bracknell need uh, to win the league. And I think it's nine. Okay. I think. You reckon it's nine, do you? I, I'm, going, I'm going with nine. I'm going with nine. Nine. Okay. I think it's. Right. I think they need, although I haven't taken into account Hanwell, who played a game less. Yeah, I think it's Hanwell's the team you've got to worry about. Yeah, so I think they need be, ten points. Yes, it might be ten. Nine or ten. Nine or ten, getting close though. And yes. uh, to be honest, I, mean... I think if they get uh, four more, really, I don't think anyone else is going to get anywhere near that. So uh, no, I mean I, I've already handed a win the at the weekend. So. Yeah, I mean, it, like I think I, don't, I read an article in the uh, Media Advertiser the other day that said that Brecknell have one hand and four fingers on the title, and I think that's pretty much where we are. So the just 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 while we're on Bracknell, can we just talk about just briefly all this passion nonsense that appears to have been going on? <laughs> um, my timeline, actually, on, yeah. Well, my timeline on Twitter um, was absolutely flooded with pictures of Guinness with passion written on it, and like it, it, I believe this all comes from the Amazing Stoke Town Supporters Club tweeting about it being the money versus the passion when the two sides met at the weekend, and yeah, I, I mean. Why would you tweet that? It's like it's basically all Bratnell have to do is print that out and stick it on their dressing room wall. And as I think it was, I think it was the ever sensible Steve Gab in our in our little group that said, "No one likes the team that's running away with the league. No one likes them because ultimately they win every week. Um, everybody claims that they're buying the league. Uh, it, all of this sort of nonsense. Uh, and you know." That team also, when they don't play very well, still tend to win and play frustrating football at times because that's how you win a league. And it just, I don't know, it just seemed like a bit of an own goal from Basingstoke really to to do that. And you can't, like it, the whole sort of buying the league thing is is com- is complete nonsense. You you got there'll be no team in that top half of the of the Isthmian League that isn't spending some money on because that's how that's how that's what you have to do to be in the top half of the of step four so um it's it's it, and that that will be why Stainstown are at the bottom of the division because they aren't I, I suspect they aren't spending very much money um so yeah just like can we all just get over ourselves and just acknowledge <laughs> that um and I don't mean you guys but just you know the, the team that wins the league is never popular with anybody else in the league. Simple. So just and 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 tweeting stuff like that is just nonsense. Yeah, especially when you lose Done. one nil. 
So, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, don't, if you as as Jamie as Jamie Tompkins said to me, we backed it up. We backed yeah. up our, our our chat and there and and Basingstoke didn't. So exactly, you know. yeah. So yeah, that's uh, six points Breckle have taken off Basingstoke this season. So uh, off to uh, well and truly, um... yeah. Well dumped. and truly dumped another way to the title there. So yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll do a Bracknell special if <laughs> yes, and we, when they do. We will be. We will be. Yeah, if and when they, well, say if, when they win the league. Uh, I mean, I know they'll be being superstitious, but I don't think there's any need for us to. They're, uh, no. They, I reckon there's about four points to get until it's, uh, until it's secure. If that. Anyway, any other business? I'll ask you that about. Just one thing. I would like to direct people towards Slough Town Ladies uh, Twitter feed and go and watch Ellis had um, Ellis Heady's goal. I can't I speak. Alice Heady's goal. She scored from the corner and it yes. is beautiful. Yeah, so just go and watch it. Like I, I retweeted it myself. Do you know what's really funny as well? I had a conversation with Alice and uh, she was like, Do you know what's really weird about it as well? Is that I scored one in training that week as well. I was like, Alice, it was a sign. Yeah. So um she's obviously been having a little go at something like that. So um yeah, so go and watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they they won that game four one as well. I think it was in the end. So Slough again are. I should have mentioned it earlier when you asked me about women's teams. Actually, um, Slough are another team who are doing very well for their season. So they were promoted <clears throat> from three no from three East. Sorry, last season. Um, and yeah, as as they're they're doing a bit of a binfield. I think you could probably say is they're doing very nicely, sort of sitting at the top end of uh, the middle of the table right now. So, yes, they are another team who are backing up their, um, their uh, what is it, promotion um, season. I say here. Yeah. Backing <laughs> up their promotion season. And, yeah, as I said, it's a really nice, nice uh, goal. Very good. Nice sorry, to hear. Any... Go on, oh. Rob, sorry. Sorry. If anyone, what? <laughs> oh, no, no, you carry, you carry on. I, I, if anybody was wondering why I was pulling a funny face, I just wanted to Abby, Abby to um, to pull things. Through. We've got this very clever new bit of software, and I can app. There you go. go. Yeah, there's the goal. <laughs> good goal, but very also good. just go go and watch it again a couple of other times because it's just yeah. very satisfying to watch. For very any nice. of our podcast listeners, that was the video of the. Of the goal, which doesn't really work on a on an audio, on, a, on an audio <laughs> medium, but it does on the uh, on the Facebook broadcast. Very good, very good. All right, well, I think that's about it for us this uh, week. So, thank oh, you I feel like we much. should probably plug the awards as well. Which awards are they? <laughs> our own awards, I think. Our, our awards. Um, yes, <laughs> nominations will be open very soon. Nominations for the Football in Berkshire Awards twenty. Uh, is it 21, 22, or 22, 22, 22. 22 uh, or 2022 will be open very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Very good. Okay, that's uh, definitely it this time. Uh, All we've got uh, time for this week. So uh, all that's left to say is thank you very much to uh, my co-hosts, Tom Canning. And Abby Tyshurst. See ya. And thank you very much for listening. Tune in next week. Cheers. Bye. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Tom Canning and Abby Tyson. 
was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures with Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Parkshire on Twitter, Facebook, and www.footballinparkshire.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.